Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the first episode of 30 Questions with of the new year. Um, at time of recording, it is not 2022 yet, but when this goes out, it will be. Uh, so hello, listeners of the future. Uh, my guest this week, this year, um, is she's a lawyer. Uh, she was on the Biden Digital Coalition TikTok team, uh, just all around one of the best and brightest people that I have ever had the fortune of meeting. Please welcome Olivia. Hello. Hi, Greg. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time out to do this while, while you're moving. Uh, you just got back from a very epic trip uh, that I'm only mildly jealous about. Um, <laughs> Of course, I'm happy to be here. It's it is it is my dream to eat buttered pretzels at all hours of the day. Like I cannot believe that that is a thing. They cut pretzels in half in Germany and just stick like not just a little bit of butter, but like slabs of butter in between a pretzel, and it is so good. I I still think about those every day. I feel like that's that's like a custom that we as a country should adopt because like we're you know america's real big on let's just fucking put butter on everything i know i was like this seems so american why has no one done this before and i have a friend who i met up with in munich and she's german and i was like when she was in america i took her to annie ann's pretzels and i was like tried this pretzel it's amazing and she was like what the fuck is this And then she gave me a real pretzel in Germany and I was like, oh, okay. I get why Annie Anne's, you think Annie Anne's is bad. (laughs) I was like, but that one's also kind of soaked in butter, but in a different way. So are you ready to dive into these 30 questions? Yes, let's do it. So what is the most random thing on your bucket list? Okay, I really want to go on a trip just for the weekend, but not just like a regular weekend trip. I've always thought it'd be really funny to like go to Paris for like the day or be like, I'm just going to go to Paris for 48 hours and fly back. I don't know why that sounds so fun, but I think it'd be really funny and a little bit pretentious if people are like, what are you doing this weekend? And you're like, I'm going to Paris just like for fun. Um, or go to Vegas and not get a hotel room and just be there for like 24 hours, like fly in, stay up all night and then fly back. Like, I don't know why a random, like extravagant weekend trip is something I've always wanted to do. Like, it's, it's funny because like in Europe, going to Paris for the weekend is like what they do. Right. I know. And I kind of want that to be like my weekend sometime. Like, oh, I'm just the kind of person who like, I just jet set to Europe on a Friday, like no big deal. (laughs) But every time I think about actually doing it, I'm like, is it worth like a thousand dollars for this random thing? Like it's like almost a joke to me, but I don't know if that's, that's worth it. Maybe if I have more disposable income in the future. This is true. 
Right. I know you, I need to be a little bit more reckless with my money, um, to fulfill some of my bucket list items. So. Yeah. The sheer, the sheer panic of like spending thousands of dollars for a weekend trip is like, I'm like breaking out in hives about it right now. I know. I'm like, why am I, sometimes when I think about doing stuff like that, I'm like, why am I financially responsible? Like, (laughs) I would love to just like blow some money sometime, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too much of a type A lawyer to just do something like that. But I feel like that's why it's a good bucket list item. Cause maybe it would teach, it would give me like a really fun, spontaneous thing to do that I wouldn't normally do. I like that though. What is your go-to karaoke song? I actually just sang karaoke on Friday um, at my work Christmas party, which I have never (laughs) sang karaoke at a work event before. I was feeling bold. Um, My go-to song is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. I love it. (laughs) I, so I was, I never sang karaoke until I got to law school. And one of the first nights out in Chicago with all my new law school friends, they were like, oh, do you sing karaoke? And I had this moment of panic in my head. I was like, I don't sing karaoke. I'm really shy. And I kind of hate that, right? Like I always want to sing karaoke, but I was too shy. And then I was like, no, I'm in law school now. None of these people know me. I'm in a new city and I'm going to be the girl who's bold enough to always sing karaoke. And so I just decided to do it. And I've been not hesitating to do it ever since. So I was like, you can reinvent yourself in this moment. I might've been a little drunk, but I was like, we are reinventing ourselves as a girl who sings karaoke. Um, and skater boy was the first song I sang. So I feel like it's a good, a good go-to. It's, it's an absolute anthem. So that is well done. (laughs) And if you can get into the guitar solo, (laughs) that's like three quarters of the way through, it's a real crowd pleaser, but you got to be the right level of, um, intoxicated for that. Who was your favorite member of the Spice Girls? Okay. I'm a total posh spice like that from day one, I had her poster on my wall. Um, and my sister, her name's Emma. And so baby spices real name is also Emma. So she was always baby spice and I was always posh spice and we would put on concerts. Um, I think it's a little weird now thinking about it that like a five-year-old so heavily identified with posh spice, you know, like, (laughs) Like, why was I like, oh, I really love how like bitchy she is and she wears like tight black dresses. And I was like, yes, that is, that is what I want to be. Um, and she's incredible. So Victoria Beckham is still a star. She is actually my favorite Spice Girl as really? well. Yep. <laughs> I There's just something like, so a little <laughs> bit mysterious about her and just a little bit cooler than all the rest of them. So yeah. What is the most terrible thing that you've watched all the way through on like TV or streaming service? So I watch every single terrible TV show (laughs) on Netflix and Hulu and I justify it because I don't think you need to justify it, but I'm like, I work really hard all day as a lawyer. I need to watch like complete garbage so that my brain can just chill out. So I love binging random shows. Um, one that I watched somewhat recently and like full on binge, like late in bed and watched like six hours of it was, um, marriage or mortgage have you seen it I don't think so 
So it's, they follow a couple who either is going to get married or buy a home and they're using their own money. And so like a lot of these people only have like $20,000 to their name and the, they have to decide if they're going to spend their $20,000 on a home or a wedding. And so the whole thing, so there's a wedding planner and she plans like their dream wedding for $20,000 and takes them to like the venue. They do food tastings. They try on dresses and they're like, this is your $20,000 wedding. And then they have a realtor who shows them a bunch of homes and like what they could get for a $20,000 down down payment. And then they have to decide if they're going to spend their money on marriage or a mortgage. And I'm like literally screaming at the TV when I watch it. Cause like so many people pick marriage and I'm like, you, you don't have a home. (laughs) What are you doing? It's infuriating, but so fascinating. And I always love like, you know, no one's watching this with me, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to bet this couple goes for mortgage. And I like place bets with myself um, to try to predict what the couple's going to do, but it is wild. I'm going to have to check that out. You, it's so fascinating too. And like, I'm like, what are you people doing? They're like, we have three kids. We live in a one bedroom apartment, but we really want to get married. And I'm like, your kids need a home. <laughs> like, why are you on the show trying to debate whether or not you should spend all of your money on the wedding? Like go to, go to the courthouse and then have, have a party in the backyard of your house. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or like get a house, make sure you're established, you know, take care of your the basic need, start saving again for the wedding. Yeah. Like do a courthouse and then do a, a party later, anything, <laughs> but it is wild. But see, I feel like those are the types of people who go to Paris for the weekend. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why can't I be like this? Be like, okay, I only have $20,000 to my name. Let's do something crazy with it. So you are given your own late night talk show. Who, living or dead, is your first guest? Oh my gosh. I feel, so I, I feel like given what I do, my real first answer is like Hillary Clinton, because I, I want to tell her I'm really sorry about 2016. And like, I've always wanted to have that conversation with her. But then my, my other answer is Kim Kardashian, because I've always wanted to just see what she's like in person. And I've heard she's like really small and like not what you would expect. So those are my two very different, different answers. I mean, like the Kardashians are an enigma to me, so I don't like condone what they do, but I am very fascinated by them. So, and I would real, I'm really curious about if, Kim Kardashian's actually like a good businesswoman or not. I I imagine like somebody in that family has to be. Right. Like, that someone has to be like actually, I mean, she used like, you know, a couple of her ends to like build this Kardashian empire. So like someone has to be smart in that family. Right. <laughs> so. Like you know, for the longest time. I was, I couldn't figure out like what kind of dirt they had on some executive at the E network to keep that show going for like 97,000 seasons. It so many seasons. And like, really there's nothing that happens during it. My fiance absolutely hates the Kardashians. And he's like, 
what is going on in the show? And I'm like, well, not really anything (laughs) in particular. (laughs) You're quite literally just following them around as they do random stuff, but it's so fascinating. Um, I feel like that's a bad answer though, because in reality, if I had like a talk show, it'd probably be political. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could have uh, Kim come on and talk about um, the criminal justice work she does, which is also wild to me. Right. And trying to become a lawyer, which is, I, that decision is so bizarre to me too, because she's already doing a lot of good in the criminal justice system by like throwing her weight around and her money. I don't think she also needs to be a lawyer so she can represent people. Maybe, maybe she's, she's doing it so she has a better understanding of the system. Right. Um, but I remember there was that story and she was talking about one of the tests that she had to take. And like, she said that it was, it was like a multiple choice test. Yeah. And I was just like, is it, you can just become a lawyer with a multiple choice test? Is that Um, that how we do it now? 50% of the bar exam that I took is multiple choice. Oh, wow. It is so hard though. It is wild. I can't even remember. It was like traumatizing. Um, The bar is actually really hard. And you, like, if you fail tech, like if you got like a D on the bar, you can still pass because they like weight it. So like if the best score is a C, so if you get a C or a D, then those people pass. So like, you're not even getting a good score on the bar exam a lot of the time. So that that explains a lot of these republican elected officials who are lawyers i know it's everyone's like oh i always thought lawyers are really smart and i'm like i mean some are and some are certainly not like it, there's like programs designed to get you like through the bar exam and like if you follow those steps and are just slightly diligent about studying you should be able to pass so like I'm not saying all lawyers are the the brightest people (laughs) and like going to law school is actually not that hard because there are like a thousand law schools in the U.S. And so like if you have mediocre grades and a mediocre LSAT score, you could still get into like a bad law school. Like anyone can get into law school. So I feel like when people are like, oh, I thought everyone in law school is smart. You're like, I don't think, you know, it's not like getting into med school, I feel like, but. Um, objectively, what is the greatest Disney film of all time? Okay. I really, so I really had to think about this answer because one of the appalling things about me is that I'm not a Disney fan. Um. And everyone is always horrified when they learn that because I feel like everyone loves Disney so much. Um, I used to watch, um, I my favorite one growing up is The Jungle Book. Okay. I don't, I feel like that's definitely not objectively <laughs> the best. I would also, I would say now thinking about it, um, Mulan is probably, I would think has to be up there. Okay. I like the female empowerment angle of, of a Disney movie instead of just the regular princess movie, but I'm actually the worst person to 
ask about Disney, <laughs> Disney movies. And like, people have called me like cold before, like our heartless. Cause I don't watch Disney movies. Um, but in my, this is like something that I tell everyone. So I already didn't really like Disney movies that much. And now I joke that my fiance's ex-girlfriend like really ruined Disney for me because she is a Disney princess at Disney world. So my fiance's ex-girlfriend is a print is an actual Disney princess. And I'm like, I, I'm like, that really just like solidified. <laughs> like, and I just tell people I'm like, Oh, I don't watch Disney. Cause my uh, fiance used to have a thing for Disney princesses. So. You know what? That's <laughs> fair. That's, that's fair. Oh my God. And my friends, I was like, Oh my gosh, what princesses does she play? And like, I probably know like a creepy amount about her career. I feel weird. Like I shouldn't be such a weirdo about it, but like who's, whose fiance's ex-girlfriend is a Disney princess. Like, I feel like that's very, very rare. That's yeah. That's, that's a very specific, like, yeah. But then I was like, she had to be weird. She's probably like a full blown, she's a full blown, like Disney adult, you know? Like, oh, see, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Like I get why adults like some of the movies and like Disney world is fun, but then like the Disney adults, I'm like, I really, it's not a personality trait, you know? Yeah, it's you know I know I know some some Disney gays who have like <laughs> the the Disney Christmas tree and they've got like the bed sets and the bathroom sets and I'm like this is too much. It's too much. My old paralegal at my my last firm, she was a she loved Disney. Her whole office was decorated with Disney. I never told her that I don't like. Disney that much like I you know like why would I tell her that it's clearly something she's very passionate about so I told someone else in her office like one time I was like oh yeah I'm just like not that into Disney and I went into a meeting in her office and she was like Kevin told me that you hate Disney and I was like no I think this is so fun (laughs) I definitely don't hate all of the decor in your office (laughs) I would I need to share I would I would ask you which princess the ex plays, but I know the people that listen to this podcast and they will go to Disney and try to beat her up. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep that her. we're gonna keep that on the low. <laughs> um do you have an unusual celebrity crush like somebody when you bring it up people are like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah um so I have a crush on Austin Butler do you know who that is I I know that name he was in he's probably in something more famous but he was in like the um Carrie Bradshaw show like when she's younger oh okay yeah 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 um, I th- I'm sure he was in something like real too, but he's just like a super skinny white guy, like, and people are like, he's not cute. And there's something about how like skinny and just like, <laughs> I don't know. I really, my type is like really skinny guys. And I just think he's really cute, he... but I've never gotten a positive response <laughs> when I told people that. <laughs> Oh, he's it, dating Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. That's That was actually that was like the the first thing. 
Um, yeah. Oh, no, wait. Apparently they've broken up. Oh, no. I don't, act, you know, I'm not like actively <laughs> <laughs> following him all the time, but um, I'm going to close my email because it keeps pinging. He looks kind of like Taylor Swift. Yeah. So he's like a little feminine looking and I think that I'm kind of into it. So yeah, all my friends are like, that's of anyone. That's who you pick when people ask you <laughs> who you think like a really attractive celebrity is. It's the same thing with like, um, like I think Adam Driver is really cute. That's, you know, there's, there's a large like section of the population who, who is very much into Adam Driver. Yeah. And I just think it's like, I don't think I'm into like, you know, like super traditionally like good looking celebrities. And I also don't like muscles at all. So <laughs> more out of shape and skin. The <laughs> I have a type. Um, bra always on or only when you have to always on. I'm a bra person. Okay. <laughs> I think it might be because I have big boobs and I don't like when they're just like out and about, you know, I gotta, I feel, I just feel more comfortable with it on. I, I don't know. Not a, not a bra off person. Okay. That's it's, it's a very, it's a very divided field on, on that question. Um, oh to- yeah. I, w- I would say like everyone I know likes to have their bra off all the time and I'm just, never been that person I also watched a video about how to like there's like three proper ways to put on your bra and I don't do any of them and I was like hmm maybe maybe I don't (laughs) clearly I'm doing a whole different thing than other people (laughs) um what is something that you believe to be true but that almost no one agrees with you about um I think Kansas is in the Midwest. That's where I'm from. And I think it's in the Midwest. And everyone I have ever asked that question says that it's in the South. And it has become, yeah, it has become like a running thing with everyone who knows me. Well, they'll, they will try to work in a joke about how Kansas is in the South. My friends will randomly pull strangers at bars and be like, do you think Kansas is in the South or the Midwest? And I will fight this battle like as long as I need to, but Kansas is in the Midwest. So Kansas, Kansas is definitely in the Midwest. Like right? I, I live in the South. <laughs> Kansas right. is everyone. So like, I think it's like a lot of people from like Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, they're like, no, this is the Midwest. And I'm like, Kansas is only eight hours from here. And they're like, no, it's South. I'm like, it's not have you ever been to the South? Like Kansas and the actual South are completely different places. Right. Like, you know, the wizard of Oz, the beginning of the book and the film took place in Kansas. They were not in the South. Right. Like they're just like in a cornfield. I'm like, "Mm, it's pretty, it's so Midwestern. I'm like, I don't understand. Even if you Google Kansas or what States are in the Midwest, Kansas always comes up. People are like, Oh, that's wrong. One time my fiance asked our server at a restaurant what he thought. And he was like, it's definitely in the South. I was like, what is wrong with everyone in Illinois? That's, that, 
isn't that bizarre? And also like historically, see, I get worked up just talking about it. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> Kansas is the Midwest. It is above the Mason-Dixon line. Like it's not a Confederate state. It was a free state. Like, I don't know. It has no historic ties to the South either. So yeah, no, I, you know what, <laughs> when, when we get done recording this, I'm going to put a poll in my Instagram story. Because now I want to, I want to see what, what the consensus is. Yeah. We, I honestly think too, it's like skewed by region. Like I think people in the South would are definitely like, we would never consider Kansas part of the South and people in the like Illinois, Ohio, they're like, Kansas is part of like, it's just not part of this region. That's. Yeah. I'm mad about this now. Um, I literally get worked up every time. And that's why sometimes I have to ignore my friends because they do it just to like rile me up or something. I'm going to, I'm going to come to Chicago and like, I, I will fight this battle with you. <laughs> Thank you. If you could have an entire theater to yourself and you could watch any film in the entire world, what would you pick? Um, it'd be Moulin Rouge. Nice. I think, I think it'd be so fun to have a whole movie theater, but okay. Anyone I would like, well, I guess if it's to myself, I don't have to invite anyone. Um, but like, it would be so cool to like scream, sing Moulin Rouge songs in a theater. Like, I love that movie and I love those songs. I feel like maybe my answer should have been something that has like really cool surround sound, but I think seeing like a musical movie in a theater would be fun. Like, and be able to just like sing along. I feel like now that you've, now that you've, now that you've said that, like, I, I kind of want to start like a Moulin Rouge version of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my God. That would be so fun. Yeah. like I think that would be cool. I know that's what I was like thinking because I was like Rocky Horror Picture Show is so fun and interactive and I was like I think I wouldn't want to just like sit there and watch a movie if I had a whole theater by myself like I'd want to be able to like sing or something or like dance along to the songs I think that would be badass I like that do you wash your legs in the shower no I told my fiance, this was a question on here. And he was like, he was like, do some people not? And I was like, I don't, (laughs) I just feel like, I think maybe I'm like, if I have some extra body wash on my hands, I might put it on my legs. Like if I'm taking a pretty normal, quick shower, I feel like your legs get cleaned just like by being there. Okay. (laughs) And like I've heard people clean their feet. I don't like, unless I know my feet are like actually dirty. I'm not like scrubbing my feet in the shower either. Okay. This is judgment free zone. I, yeah, I mean, I'll stand by it. I feel like my legs still are clean. You know, (coughs) they get cleaned in the shower. Also every once in a while I do shave my legs and I feel like that also like that has to clean it somewhat. So. Okay. I am one of those people that uh, washes their feet in the shower. I, I've, okay, this is bad, but like, okay, you know, when you're walking around barefoot and you can like kind of tell your feet are dirty, like I'll obviously like make sure I fully clean them then. 
But like a lot of the other time, I just don't really think about my feet at all in the shower. And they're getting wet and soap's running down. So good good enough. (laughs) What sport would you most like to compete in at the Olympics? Um, I would want to do snowboarding. I think all the, I mean, first of all, I think the winter Olympics are so cool. And I, the girls who snowboard are just like really badass and really cool. And I love, like, I wish I could be that like cool and laid back, but, um, and snowboarding is just like, I ski a little bit. Snowboarding seems like it's so hard, but it just looks really cool. Um, I could never though. I'm so unathletic. (laughs) (laughs) I I, like, if I went to the Olympics, it would be like for curling or something like in reality. I I like curling though but I do too and like I mean I love how into it they are too you know yeah I just I love I love that like anyone who's like that into like (laughs) like a random little sport I really appreciate it's like when I watch um have you ever watched cornhole tournaments on ESPN I love that. I'm so fascinated by it. It's like a game you play at the bar and people are like professionals. I love it so much. I love, I love any sport where like the people competing don't look like athletes. They look like just like normal people. (laughs) Right. A hundred percent. Like any sport you can play while like maybe also holding a beer is, um, (laughs) very, very much that very much that also like on curling and like they have, you know, team members are like all different ages too, which yeah. like you don't see in a lot of other sports. They're like with only within like a certain age range. If they were making a biopic of your life, who would play you? Um, I think I would pick Emma Stone. So I like her sense of humor and the way that she delivers like good sarcastic jokes so I think that would be that would be fitting and when I was thinking about that question that is actually the first question my fiance asked me on tinder when we met oh wow yeah it was who would play me in a movie and I said Emma Stone and he I said okay well who would play you and he said Matt Damon he was like <laughs> I was like why and he's like I just like, you know, he's like a comedic genius. And he was like, I think my best trait is like being funny. And so then, yeah, we started like, that was like the beginning of our relationship was talking on Tinder about who would play us in a movie. That's really cool. That's really awesome. I love that. I feel like it's a good way maybe to gauge like what a person thinks about themselves or like, you know, like who they think is like somewhat comparable to not comparable, but you know, like who they identify with. Yeah, it's definitely one of those questions where like you you learn more about the person than anything anything else. That... Right. Like if he had said like, oh, I'm, you know, just like Tom Cruise, <coughs> I would have been like, oh, no, thank you. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> no thanks. Well, and what's really um, funny story about Matt Damon when they were um, shopping around the script for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Um, you know, they would get a lot of these people who were like, hey, I loved your script. Hey, I loved your script. So to be able to tell who actually read it, 
they put in a scene in like the middle of one of the therapy scenes uh, where it just kind of cuts to Ben Affleck and Matt Damon fucking. <laughs> so if somebody had actually read the script, they'd be like, yeah, right. I think it's good. But this one part... <laughs> doesn't make any fucking sense (laughs) amazing uh i love goodwill hunting too that is a good movie it's a really good movie i used to say it was my favorite movie but then i felt like that was too cliche so it's it's a good film i don't know that i'd say it's my favorite yeah yeah definitely but if it's on i'm definitely gonna fucking watch it yeah a hundred percent uh nude beach or not a chance I think I'd want to try it once in my life. It's not like something I'm actively seeking. I have friends who like do stuff like that. Or like I had a friend who went to a like spa retreat place that was all nude. And I'm like, good for you. That sounds like really freeing and fun. Just not that interesting to me, but I'm the kind of person who likes to try everything one time. So I would definitely in the right situation, I'd probably try it out. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Um, One piece of advice that like probably changed my life the most was um, I heard the quote, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And so then I just asked myself, I'm like, well, if I could have like, if I knew I wasn't going to fail, if I tried to do something and I could definitely do it, what would I do? And then I started thinking of all the things I would do. And I was like, wait, why wouldn't you just try to do those things then? You know, like the only reason you're going to fail is because you don't try or because like you get in your own way. And I was like, you know, if, if I knew I wouldn't fail, I would definitely want to be like a really good attorney. And then I was like, well, why aren't you going to law school? You know, like, I think that told me like what I really wanted in life. Like if something could be handed to you, what would it be? And that kind of tells you like the true things that you want for yourself. So, and I also, the first thing that popped in my head then was I would really want to be, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I was like, I'd want to be in really good shape. Like I've always seen myself as like really unathletic and out of shape. And so then I was like, well, wait, why couldn't you be in shape? You know, it's just like one of those moments where I asked myself like, well, why why aren't you trying to do those things that you very clearly want to do? Um, I actually wrote my law school personal admissions essay based around that quote. Um, And I was like, it made me realize that I want to be an attorney and that I just have to go for it. So that's really cool. I love that. I'm like one of those people who loves like cheesy quotes and stuff. Like sometimes my lock screen will be like, you know, like yesterday you said you'd do it tomorrow as like a way to like inspire myself <laughs> not to procrastinate or like, uh, like I love those cheesy like quotes and I love like getting advice. I think therapy is great because it gives you all sorts of like, you know, good advice. And then I do Peloton and Cody Rigsby always says like, you know, don't overthink this workout. Don't think of it as like you're failing or not doing well enough. He's like, it's not that deep. It's just a bike ride. And so now I've been saying that to people and people are like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not that deep. And they're like, you're right. It's probably kind of stupid. And I'm like, I've been using that, that mantra a lot lately. Like anytime I'm like anxiety spiraling, I'm like, 
not that deep, like move on. <laughs> Don't give it more credit than it's worth. Objectively, what is the greatest television show of all time? I think The Wire. Um, have you seen it? Yeah, that is actually the most popular answer to this question. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not surprised. I feel like it's just so well known for being really well written and complex and really interesting storylines. And then the way it like develops over seasons, but slightly changes, like it's just so fascinating. And I feel like with good TV shows, you like can't, you know, look at your phone, like they really like suck you in and you have to follow all the pieces of it. I think that's why people like like Game of Thrones and stuff. Because you have to, like, it challenges you to keep up with all the characters and all the storylines. But, like, the difference for me between The Wire and Game of Thrones was that, like, Game of Thrones, I would sit there and, like, live tweet through episodes. Yeah. When I rewatched The Wire, like, I couldn't, I didn't do that. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah, you really have to like, and a couple times I'd have to, my fiance's seen it like 10 times. I'd be like, wait, who is that? Wait, like, even though I was like very, I was trying really hard to keep up. It's still a little bit hard at times to make sure you're getting all the nuances of the show. It's a fantastic show. It's incredible. What is your guilty pleasure? Um, I would, I love um, eating in bed. Like, okay. I don't know if I think some other people might do this. Like if I've had a hard day or just like, if I have a day to myself, I like to watch like Netflix on my laptop. I don't like watching it on like a real, a real TV in my bed with like, I will just like bring, I will order food and just like eat it while like fully tucked into my bed and watching a show on my laptop And it's like, to me, the most comforting thing. And it just feels like really, like a really gross thing to do. But like, so it definitely feels like a guilty pleasure. Um, And my fiance knew that about me when we like started dating. And he, once like we moved in together, he was like, I know that every once in a while you like to like eat in bed, but he's like, that's kind of disgusting. And like, you get crumbs in the bed. And I was like, all right, I can compromise like, I will not like eat full meals (laughs) and I try not to eat in bed, but every like a couple months ago, I had like a really hard day at work and I came home and I was upset and he was like, do you want to eat your dinner in bed? And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) So he knows it'll like even, it'll make me feel better. Uh, It's just like cozy. And my mom always says that our family is bed people. We just like to hang out in bed. So I like that. I, I'm a fan of like, I'll watch, uh, the great British bake off Yeah, and eat like little Debbie cakes and <laughs> sit there and critique that. while the episode is going through. That's in, that reminds me of when my, my best friend and I in <laughs> college used to go buy junk food, like candy, like little Debbie's and watch the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> just like stuff our faces <laughs> and we I'm like this is the weirdest it's, it was so fun though and we we're 
I love doing stuff like that. <laughs> if aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them, would you go? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm too risk averse for that. Okay. Absolutely not. I have like an existential fear of space. So um, do you ever like when you think about space, it's like too big to wrap your head around. And then I start feeling like panicky and the idea of like universes inside of universes. Like it's no, I'm not going to space. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> I will stay here. I am not interested at all. So, so I literally the only reason I could think of going would be like, be a cool story if you got to come back so like no space tourism for you no thank you Mm -mm. I don't I don't think I I don't feel a strong urge to go to space (laughs) like you know I think I don't know if this was a hypothetical that I saw or if this is a real thing where they're like they would send people to Mars to start like colonizing it but you would like have to die there like they wouldn't bring you back and I was like, that is like, that gives me existential dread about dying in space. Like, no, thank you. That's, oh my God. Yeah. And I think some people, I mean, lots of people like said they would do it because it's like, you know, an incredible opportunity and like something really like bold to do with your life, but no, thank you. Yeah. No, I'll pass on that. Yeah. No, not for me. Space is not for me. If you could commit any crime and get away with it, what crime would you choose? Um, I would rob like Paris Hilton for sure. I would go full. Have you seen the movie Bling Ring? Yes. Yeah. Where they just rob celebrities and steal all their nice designer shit. That is like, that is the crime for me for sure. (laughs) I would love to have all that stuff. So, oh my God. Yeah. That's my, that would be my crime. I would like to say that I would like to assassinate someone, but I don't think I could kill someone. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe this is bad to say, but like after like the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I was like, Hmm, maybe someone else will take care of that. But, um, that could be, you know, that'd be an interesting crime to commit. (laughs) I remember when the uh, that whole bling ring thing like happened. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm of a certain age. Um, <laughs> uh, to be honest, when I saw the movie, I didn't know it was real, and I like read about it afterwards. Um, but like, oh, what a cool crime! <laughs> I love the idea. But... Right. They just like stole all that cash and they were using it to like buy Coke. I was like, how glamorous. <laughs> what a, yeah, what like a crime. You, you know, they're like just sitting in jail. Worth it. Right. Definitely I worth know. it. Also, it's kind of like a victimless crime, you know, yeah. like I stole $100,000 worth of stuff from Paris Hilton. Like that would make my life. Like I would be so happy. She wouldn't give a shit probably, you know, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't impact her. I mean, the real question here would be, would she notice? Right. I mean, that's why they got away with it for so long is because like they were so strategic about what they took and she has, she had absolutely no idea that there were even things missing. Yeah. She, that, there's no way she knows what she owns. 
absolutely no way. I mean, I don't even, I don't own a lot of stuff, but there's times when like I'm, I'm doing laundry or I'm looking for something in my closet and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Where, <laughs> where did this come from? Right. Whose is this? Also, I lose things. So like if someone stole some of my stuff, I'd probably be like, well, I lost it. So yeah. like not, would not think twice about it. Objectively, what is Whitney Houston's best song? Um, I'm Every Woman. Okay. I feel like that's a good one. I just heard, um, I want to dance with somebody at a wedding. And I'm like, that song is so cheesy. But at the same time, like, you can't help but want to, like, get on the dance floor when he comes on. Like, almost any of her songs. What's that song she has with that was, like, remixed with Kygo? Higher? Uh, Higher Love. Oh, yeah, Higher Love. That one's so good, too. I heard, um, or not, I saw a video of, because, you know, it was never it was a it was a b-side in like japan so it never got released as like just a regular single here until kaigo remixed it i saw a video on tiktok of her performing it that's amazing oh wow that's a cool i did not know that i did wonder how (laughs) like why (laughs) winnie and kaigo had a song together but that makes a lot of sense it's such a good song too i can't believe that was a b-side yeah. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? I wish it was acceptable for me to wear butterfly clips in my hair all the time that I wore in like the late 90s. <laughs> I think those are so fun. And I like, I used to love having like all sorts of weird bobbles in my hair in the 90s. Um, one of my other first thoughts about this question was I was like, what about gaucho pants? Do you remember those? Yeah. They're so hideous, but I was like, those were kind of comfortable. So. <laughs> I don't think I really want them to come back, but that was my first thought. I was like, Ooh, I kind of miss gauchos. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. As an adult, I might just be past all of my favorite, like nostalgic nineties trends. So okay. but I was really quick when they like you know last year like 90s sunglasses came back like the really yeah. small one I I was on board immediately and I like to Lollapalooza I wore like like light pink translucent sunglasses <laughs> and I was like I'm this is in uh, a bucket hat I was like I don't care if I look like I'm trying to be Gen Z like this is so nostalgic the bucket hat <laughs> I am a 30-year-old lawyer who has several bucket hats. One is tie-dye. You know, I kind of wish that, like, I had kept all of the bucket hats from when I was a kid. Yeah. Because, like, I could resell that shit as vintage now. Oh. And, like, be set. I could go to Paris for a weekend. <laughs> right. Sell you from your bucket hat <laughs> business. <laughs> It makes me like the fact that trends are cycling so quickly now, especially like I think TikTok has played like a big part in that. And it makes me want to keep a bunch of things that I might normally have thought about like donating or selling. I'm like, if I kind of like this now and it's going out of fashion, I might as well just keep it and then I can enjoy it again when it comes back. 
in 10 years. In 15 minutes. <laughs> Literally when TikTok does its full circle of trends and we're back. <laughs> right. Yeah, back to the beginning. I saw a TikTok recently of this woman in her like 50s and she was pulling out all of her designer items from like the early 2000s and they're all so in right now. And I was like, how cool in like 20 years, like maybe I could do the same thing, like have all these cool vintage pieces. We're right. Right. Yeah. From 2020. <laughs> what is your favorite cuss word? I think, oh, uh, I think my favorite cuss word is bitch. Okay. <laughs> and I like to use it to describe men. <laughs> I think that's As funnier. Yeah, right. Like, I'm not really into calling women bitches, but I love how, like, men really don't like it if you call them a bitch. (laughs) Like, you're a little bitch. They really hate it. Um, And I think it kind of takes people, catches people off guard when you are like, oh, yeah, that man was being such a bitch. (laughs) They're like, what? I'm like, I don't know. That's how how they're behaving. So um, I cuss a lot, though, and I probably use fuck the most often, so... What is a film that most people hated, but you love? Hmm. Um, what, okay, this is really obscure. I don't even know if this is like, so Nicolas Cage was in an indie film called Mandy a couple of years ago. And my fiance really wanted to see it. And he was like, you don't have to go. You're going to hate it. It's really weird. And I went, I was the only woman in the theater and I ended up kind of liking it. And my fiance was like, that was so terrible. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of like this Nicolas Cage indie movie. And he like fights demons. And one of the demons has like a sword for a penis that like cuts people. <laughs> like it's so bizarre um, and really obscure. Are you looking it up? I am. <laughs> I don't even know if I would like, I just... I don't even know if that's something I love, but I, that was something that really took me aback as something that I kind of enjoyed that other people were like, that is the dumbest movie that ever came out. What's, what will be even more surprising to you <laughs> is that it's got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. I think maybe some people liked it. I think it was so obscure. It's probably definitely, it's definitely like one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. And I was, I really surprised myself by being like, huh, that was kind of good. <laughs> I'm like a total um chick flick, rom-com comedy movie person. So anything like that is completely like, it's usually a no from me. Sorry, I was... you look really you look really perplexed <laughs> reading about it. I was <laughs> well, I I okay. I'm I'm one of those people that like if you suggest a movie to me that's and that's been out for like a minute, I'll go and I'll look and see what the budget was, and then see yeah. what it made. Just, oh, interesting. Just for my own curiosity. Yeah. Um, so the film Mandy uh, mm-hmm. had a budget of $6 million yeah, and it made $1.4 million at, <laughs> at the box office. So, I mean, it, you know, 
a little bit of a flop. <laughs> yeah, like commercially, that's a disaster. That's um, a disaster. Yeah. But at the same time, $1.4 million is a lot of cash. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad for like a random indie film. It's also weird to see like Nick Cage, like, you know, he's like a big time celebrity and he's in this random indie film, but it was weird. I don't even know if that's a good answer, but that was the first thing that gave but me you know it, it works. It, <laughs> something. What is the one film that you could watch over and over and never get sick of? Um, I feel like this film is like my like comfort film and I really love watching it. It's The Holiday. Okay. With Cameron Diaz and like Jack Black. I don't know why, but I like love the the feels and the vibes of that movie and I've seen it a million times. So it like I don't know it just brings me comfort it's a it's a good movie though like it's, it's good I think it's cute it's like a little cheesy but I like it um I really like it there's another movie that I watch all the not all the time like whenever I can't think of anything to watch I put on this movie and I can never remember the name probably seen it 15 times and every time I have to google what it's called <laughs> and it's like a terrible Zach Efron um like rom-com I'm trying to think I'm googling it right now that awkward moment have you seen that no it's from 2014 it is not it's just like it's probably really bad it's Zac Efron and Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan oh I have seen this yeah oh my gosh it has a 22% on Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) <laughs> I have the worst taste in movies. Absolutely garbage movie lover. This is um this is the movie um where there there's a part in the movie and I haven't seen it all the way through, but um <laughs> there's a part in the movie where Zach Efron is peeing first thing in the morning. With, yeah and he's on the phone and he's laid across in the toilet um yeah that's, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> for not having seen that in a while that's pretty good recall of that that movie I forgot about that scene I don't know the, you know like there are just some movies where you're like I don't know I like watching this movie it might not be like particularly good but it's like for some reason like always kind of comforting to watch striptease is that film for me Oh really? Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter when it's on. I will. Yeah. It was, it was on uh, like TNT or USA or something. Yeah. The other and day, you're like, like gotta watch. Two. It was like two a.m. And I was like, I mean, I've got to stay up and watch this. Right. Guess like, we're it's not. It's on. <laughs> if you were writing your autobiography right now, mm-hmm. what would the title be? be called um no rules thursday um that is one of my there was an in, an incident it was a something like a joke in college and i became known for this joke about no rules thursday and one of my friends was like that should be the title of your autobiography and it's one of those things like that was what like 8 years ago 
And I still think that that it would be a good title to my autobiography. So I've, I've stuck with it. Um, so one time in college, I became the student uh, body president, like <laughs> the student government president. And I think it got announced on like a Wednesday. What well, had to be, because the story's about Thursday. So <laughs> my, it got announced Wednesday and I don't remember why I was doing this, but my friends texted me and they're like, you're not in class. Where are you? And I texted back, I'm student body president. So I'm drinking champagne and eating cake for breakfast. And I was like, it's no rules Thursday. And so then my friends just started celebrating no rules Thursday. And my friends would do like random shit on Thursdays and be like, it's Olivia said it's no rules Thursday. So, but I really was eating cake and drinking champagne for breakfast on that Thursday instead of being in class. So that's fucking fantastic. I love that. (laughs) My like, you know, like Facebook memories come up and once a year people get the screenshot, like several of my friends reposted the screenshot of the texts and like once a year, everyone will post like their tribute to my no rules Thursday. (laughs) I think you need to open a merch shop and no rules Thursday t-shirts. I think, yeah, I feel, you know, like there's like a saying in your life or something like that. And like a lot of stuff you're like, Oh, that was like a funny inside joke in college. Like this one has like stuck, like stayed the course. I still think it's funny. (laughs) So I feel like it's a good brand, you know, like I love the idea of like a no rules Thursday. It makes no sense. Like why Thursday? why no rules on Thursday, but why not? Why? Yes, exactly. Why not? <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song? <laughs> Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, it, you know, like some of these things, I feel like a lot of my answers it's because like, I have like a really nostalgic feeling about it. Like I used to remember singing that song with my sister in the car and like during Christmas time. So I always think of her when I hear it. Um, and it's like, it's cute. I actually heard um, a German kids choir when I was on my trip two weeks ago, they sang it. And I like, yeah, the, the conductor of the children's choir was like talk speaking in German. And then I just hear Justin Bieber. That was the only thing in English <laughs> I heard. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to sing mistletoe. And they did. And it was the funniest thing hearing like little kids with German accents sing mistletoe by Justin Bieber. And it was incredible. So. There is, um, there's a place that I like to go and have lunch near where I work. Um, And that was playing one day. Yeah. Um, And this was in July. Okay, but my favorite thing in the whole world is putting on All I Want for Christmas is You at any time of the year. And like, I put it on at my friend's bachelorette party in July and the bar we were at, everyone got on the dance floor. Like, All I Want for Christmas for You is like always good. I think that's one of the only Christmas songs that should be played outside of like December. I agree. And like, you can it becomes like a contest with like the radio stations and uh, to see who plays it first. And it was like, it was a competition in my own head 
like I would be scrolling through TikTok going, all right, who's going to be the first person to start (laughs) this up again? Right. I know. It's like exciting, but sometimes you're like, all right, guys, it's October. Like, let's not start. (laughs) Let's wait a little bit longer. (laughs) But like what I've noticed is the irritation for Christmas music only happens like October, November. Right. But like the rest of the year, if somebody plays All I Want for Christmas is You, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. It's like if it's October, November, people are like, it's too early. Like you have to wait until, yeah. But All I Want for Christmas is You is like totally acceptable anytime. If you had an extra $20 to spend on yourself and you had to spend it on yourself Mm -hmm. and you couldn't buy food, what would you buy? Is alcohol excluded? (laughs) No, that's fair game. Okay. I'd probably buy a nice gin cocktail. That would would be, that's one of my favorite things in Chicago is going to like a nice cocktail bar and getting, getting something fun. It feels like a treat. (laughs) Good answer. Do you believe in the afterlife? Yes, I believe that there's something. I'm not religious and I don't really think that there's heaven, but I feel like there's something bigger than us. And like whether it's your spirits goes somewhere or like I would be more likely to believe reincarnation than I would believe in like heaven. Like I like to think that there is another part to your life. I don't know what it is, but I I think that there's something bigger than us. Okay. Uh, part two of this question. Mm-hmm. Let's say that there was a heaven. Yeah. What does it look like for you? Oh my gosh. I feel, oh, interesting question. I feel the, for, you know, when the first thing that pops in my mind is like literal, like clouds and a, a gate. Um <laughs> I gotta I also imagine like a nice suburban neighborhood. Okay. But I don't think, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that much because I definitely don't believe in heaven. So I've never thought about like what it would actually, you know, I really think, I think one of the things that I associate with it is just like no conflict, like almost like it would be like earth and there would be like neighborhoods and communities but there wouldn't be like conflict and hate and there'd be like a really strong sense of community and like everyone would like live with their families I really like the idea of like being like my grandma died recently and we were talking about like things that give you comfort is just thinking like her son died when he was young and my two my grandpa and her second husband died and the idea that like you would go to heaven and be reunited and get to spend all this time with these people that you've been waiting to see again. So that's, I guess, what I think of it as. Okay. If you had to delete all but three apps from your phone and the ones that came preloaded don't count, those stay regardless. You get to keep those. Uh, Which ones do you keep? Okay. So I have to keep my work email app (laughs) or else I'll get in trouble for not answering emails. My Gmail can go. I can check that once a week. I'm fine. Work email. We've got to keep. And then 
TikTok for sure. That's my favorite social media. Um, cannot live without, which is like kind of scary that (laughs) (laughs) how much I love TikTok and how much time I spend on it. Um, and then I think for like practical purposes, I have to keep like Lyft since I live in the city and I don't have a car need to be able to call a ride. So, but if I didn't need Lyft for practical purposes, I would definitely keep one of my phone games. I love phone games. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like when candy crush was big, like I was deep into candy crush. Um, and I'm currently on level 705 of, I think it's called two dots. Oh, I love that game. I have that game. Yeah. Two dots. Yeah. I'm on, um, level. Well, I might've, let's see. I think it's, I just like the mindlessness I'm on level 707. So. Yeah. It's, it's the one game that I've got on my phone that like, if I've got just like a couple of minutes to kill and like, I don't feel like scrolling through social media, I'll just jump on that. Right. Yeah. And it's like mindless and you can, sometimes I play it while I'm just like watching TV. Um, also (laughs) this is so embarrassing. I was trying to stay awake on my flight home from Germany two weeks ago because we were like flying overnight in German time zone but we were landing in the U.S. at 7 p.m. So if I slept the whole plane ride, I would be like screwed for falling asleep when we got home. So I was like, I'm just going to stay awake the whole ride. And I think I played dots for like five hours while I watched movies on the plane. But like, I just like it will entertain me for a- absolutely hours. So, um, yeah, I would keep dots. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> What is one question you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered? Okay. So this is the first thing that came to mind because I can never think of what my pet peeve is. Like when people are like, what's your biggest pet peeve? I can never think of it. And then the other day in the airport, I was, I was like, this is my biggest pet peeve. I like realized what it was. It's when people stand. Okay. So that would be the question. What's your biggest pet peeve? And I now know what my answer is when people stand too close to the conveyor belt where your luggage comes out and everyone is like over it. And they're acting like they have to get their luggage right away. And then you can't get yours if you see it. And everyone's like hovering over it. This is the dumbest thing, but it makes my blood like boil. Like I just stand there and watch everyone blocking all the suitcases and I'm like everyone back away from the conveyor belt so this is not an exciting question but I was like this might be like my quirky pet peeve like something that really gets under my skin is the way that people behave when they're getting their luggage at it that's that's fair that's fair though <laughs> like, I just I don't like when people don't follow like you like societal rules you know like people when they don't wait in line or like when people don't allow other people like personal space in public places. Like I just, I'm like, what's wrong with people? <laughs> All right. So we have now entered uh, the Patreon bit of the show. Um, for those of you who are new to this bit, uh, what is going to happen now is I'm going to ask Olivia five 
bonus questions. And then she is going to ask me five questions. So bonus question number one, what is one book you think everyone should read? Um, I think everyone should read The History of Love by Nicole Crofts. Um, I don't know if you've read it or heard of it, but um, it's, I think it's like one of the most well-written books I've ever read. And it's one of those books that when I read it, I like, I don't normally annotate books when I read it, but I was like tabbing pages because I wanted to come back to things. And I think it's like a beautiful story about humanity. And it has like three different storylines of people who all kind of intersect. And I just think it's like a really beautiful book. Okay. I may have to check that out. I have not read that. You should. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I, I like think of random passages of it and go back and read it sometimes. It's like the only book that I feel that strongly about. What fictional character do you most relate to? Hmm, fictional character. Oh my God. All I could think of at first was reality TV stars. <laughs> I guess those aren't fictional characters though. Um, oh my God. Why is Amy from Veep is coming to mind? Okay. <laughs> like as like the political figure or like um, CJ from like the West Wing. I feel like I identify with people who have like my alternate career path, you know, like someone in politics and like living out maybe what is my dream of like working in the white house. So. Who are the three people on your zombie apocalypse team? Okay. So definitely my fiance, um, not just cause I love him, but he's like very um, crafty and um, outdoorsy. <laughs> I am absolutely not. Um, but he has like a whole, a whole closet right here of things like ready, like sleeping bags and things that we could take with us if there was an apocalypse. Um, and then I'm trying to think, Hmm, maybe my dad for the same reasons, like he's very determined and stubborn. And I feel like he could get us out of some bad situations. Um, and then, hmm, I'd probably, oh my God, I'd be so bad in a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so would I. I would need someone like with like hunting skills or something who could like kill someone for me. I would like not be able to like use a gun or something. Like all I can think of is like the walking dead where they have to like start shooting people. And I'm like, oh God, I would have to have someone who could do that, that for me. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm more on the, you know, stay back at camp and farm and like tend to the children. Right. Oh, maybe I'd bring my friend Natalie too. She's a nurse. I feel like that would be a good, I need a healthcare or oh, my friend Lisa is a PA. So I need a healthcare professional um, on my team. I feel like so but like, I would trust my fiance to like grow us some food. Like, I think that would, I think I have some good people who I could bring. <laughs> I'd be useless. <laughs> I'd be like, please, everyone, please help me. Making TikToks. 
Right. <laughs> oh my God. I got to document this for Instagram. <laughs> right. Right. I'd be like, oh yeah. I mean, maybe documentation would be an important part of the park. Right. You know, like if anyone came back to earth, they would need to see what happened. So. What is your cell phone wallpaper? It is currently a collage that is Christmas themed. Oh, okay. Um, I like really chaotic phone backgrounds. It stresses people out when they see my phone. This one, then like my lock screen is like Holly. And then I have like, I have the date really big. And then I have this thing that that just says it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's not, it's just just a widget on my screen. I have a 653 unread text messages. Jesus Christ. Everyone, when they look at my screen, they're like, why are there so many red notification dots? And it's because I hate checking my cell phone. So that's, that's my chaotic phone. <laughs> Unorganized collage background. So you can't really see anything very well. And the last question from me of this episode what song do you consider to be your theme song? Um, I would say Energy by Drake. Okay. I like the attitude of like, I don't know why I identify with rappers, but like grind, <laughs> like being on top. <laughs> but uh, Drake would have to be, would have to be part of my would be you know like a song to my life it would have to be a drag song so okay right on <laughs> so now it is your turn to ask me five questions okay um how would your best friend describe you how would my best friend describe me um a chaotic mess <laughs> that it like it's I I'm just you know I I try to I thrive in organized chaos so that's yeah that's all but like in a positive way right they'd be right like... <laughs> right like like every very much the um the dog sitting in the cafe on fire say the this is fine dog that's (laughs) I like that I like it my best friend has chaotic energy and I love her for it because I I don't have chaotic energy but she inspires me because I'm like wow you're thriving (laughs) yes okay um do you pee in pools yeah everybody yeah like that's I love and, asking people that question. And anyone who says they don't is a fucking liar. I completely Everybody agree. pees in the pool. You're telling me you're going to get out of the pool with your like wet swimsuit that's stuck to you. And you're going to go put on your shoes and find a bathroom when you can just pee right where you are. Right. I Okay. Good answer. I agree. Um, if you could tell your childhood self something, what would it be? Invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's it. 
<laughs> you get one chance to give yourself <laughs> advice. I mean, honestly, like could have been. <laughs> um, actually, it would be, um, you know, it's not that deep. <laughs> like, because it, it is. Yeah, you're right, though. You know, because I was, I think I was 29 before, like, it finally sunk in that, like, you know, it's, it's not that deep. Like, you know, it happened, it's over, it's done. You know, you waste, you waste more time dwelling on it than, than you would just growing from the experience. Right. I also like to remember too, like other people don't remember these things and like, it's not going to impact you even like a year down the line. So like, you got to just like move on from it. Yeah. Now I still will remember it laying in bed at three 30 in the morning, but <laughs> have you seen that TikTok where people like say what makes them cringe, like remembering something they've done and they just like are randomly like doing the dishes and they're like, they, yes it just pops in your head like one awkward thing you did like five years ago and you're like oh I remember um okay um if you could have any accent what accent would you have um probably midlands england the midlands english accent yeah, you know, cause it sounds so, sounds a little moneyed. Right. Um, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> not like not it's like full on Queens English, but you know, like right. yeah, like suburbs, like a, a, a classy, subtle English accent. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, if you could, this question my friend asked me because she had to get like some sort of like. MRI scan or something and they told her she's going to be in doing the scan for like two hours and they're like what genre of music do you want us to put on so if you had to listen to either one genre or one artist for just two hours straight which one and you can't change it which one would you pick? um shit uh for two for two hours straight okay um Artist, probably Janet Jackson. Oh, that's a good one. Good vibes, too. Genre. Um, what are... Any, any of the, like... Time Life compilation 2 a.m. infomercial CDs. Like that's what, whatever genre that is. Like infomercial. I, can... <laughs> I have asked quite a few people this question and they just usually say like pop or hip hop or something, not a 2 a.m. infomercial genre. But I like that. Very specific. Right. You know, like classic classic r&b hits of the of 1971 and yeah uh my favorite cds when i was growing up that my mom used to play were sounds of the 70s 
yeah like know. like that yeah. Like, right yeah that know. kind of thing Ugh, that's a good one was that five I think those were five that was my five right on so we are now at the end of the episode. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug or if you want to drop your social media handles for the kids yeah. at home? <laughs> um, I, you can follow me on TikTok at Olivia Explains It All, uh, which I, I lifted from Clarissa Explains It All, one of my favorite 90s television shows. But um, yeah, follow me on TikTok. I don't post uh, anything that useful. Um, I'm not consistent. I post whatever I feel like. So <laughs> follow along for, uh, I guess my, my form of chaos. Right on. Well, thank you so very much for being here okay. this evening. Um, I appreciate it in the midst of your move. Um, <laughs> of course. this has been an absolute blast and anytime you would like to come back to any of the shows, I always have a place for you. Thanks, Greg. This was fun. If you enjoyed this episode be sure to like and subscribe. To our friends on Apple please leave us a review. 30 Questions With, is a Spring Break 83 production.